Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets podcast. Now, as you move to stage two of growing a business, or we'll say stage two, and this is the stage where you've gone past being a beginner business owner. Now, stage two is slightly different. This is where you're running a business, you've got clients, you've got inquiries, you might have some marketing methods out there, you might have some ads going that bring you in clients, you might have some existing clients that you've got. And you might have done transacted quite a bit of business. You might have been going from six months to a couple of years and you're at stage two. Now, this stage can be best described as where the business owns you. <laughs> it's like, it, it is horrible. It's, it's a horrible, like the thing is about business is I love running businesses. I, lo- I love the challenge and, and I love these stages and understanding these stages because I think if you, if you understand this, you have that kind of situational awareness where we, when you're in one of these stages, you can go, oh, okay, I know where I am. I'm at stage two, and this is what, what I need to do right here. And if I do that right here and I, and I work on this, then I know that I'm going to push on. I'm going to get stage three. And, of course, we can go deeper into this, but on tonight's live video, we can give a bit. Um, but stage two is where the business owns you. And what that means is you are really running low on time. You feel like you've got a million things to do. You're wearing 17 hats. You're trying to organize your marketing. You're trying to organize your sales. You're trying to keep up with your client base. You're trying to keep up with getting your products done, your services done. You're trying to go back to everybody. You feel like you're just under this never-ending avalanche of stuff to do. And some days you feel, well, oh, you know, I've got through it. Other days you're like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. Some days you, you're like, oh my God, I just crushed it. I did everything I needed to do and I got it all sorted. And you know, and other days is like difficult for you. Well, at this stage, this is where you've got to you've got to say to yourself, right? And if I take you back, I remember when I was going through this within my first business. And if I take you back to two thousand and two thousand eight, a long time ago now. <laughs> okay, so take you back to two thousand eight in one of my first, pretty much my first business. I was at the stage where I did stage one really well, and the reason I did stage one really well is because I had been trained to do stage one. I had worked in businesses where it was my entire job to create my own business within a business. So I understood the principles of going and building relationships. I understood the principles of going out there and uh, contacting people, going out there and having meetings, going out there and getting on the phone. And I just understand the general principles of looking after people. And, you know, I've been trained in that. I'd spent like my training uh, through being at Ford, from being at Amstrad, from being at Powerhouse, from being at uh, BMW, all these different jobs I'd had. That was basically what my role was. So stage one was like, oh my God, this is easy. 
peasy. So it felt like easy peasy for me because that's what I was trained in. When I got to stage two, right, back into, well, back about 2009, I was in for the shock of my life because it was like, oh, my God, right? So I've gone and I've built it. And obviously being good at that, I built it really quickly. And I got to this stage two. This is absolutely 100% the stage where you are now starting to, rather than having the business on you, you've got to start to gain control of the business. And if you gain, you gaining control of the business means that you've got to make sure the functions of the, that business are running and running effectively. Now, the way that you get the functions and the functions of that business running effectively is you have to build a team. You know, you wouldn't go out and play a football match with just you on your own against 11 players. You'd get absolutely hammered, right? So you wouldn't do that. No, you'd build a team to go and compete in that football match. And you wouldn't be trying to score the goal and trying to run back to your own goal and try and save the goal as well. You'd be trusting the goalkeeper to do that. So this stage... You've got to understand and you've got to look back to the lessons of stage one and say, well, why were we getting inquiries? Why were we getting sales? Why were we getting people coming to us? Because you built that pipeline where you had those activities going out, creating those reactions. Now, if that's stopped at stage two and you've kind of fallen flat at that stage, it's because you've got nothing happening there. So you need to go and either bring some people in to go and perform those tasks of going out and making those activities happen. You need to bring some people in to get your marketing going, to generate your inquiries, whatever it might mean. And you've got to make that go and happen. And that's where you're going to have to learn to manage your team and build your team and start to gain control of your business by working through people. And I've always said at stage two, you've got to remember your job title. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean, Adam? What do you mean? Well, your job title for most of you business owners or for a lot of you will be managing director. And this is the key, right? Managing means you have to manage the business and director, what does director mean? Well, director means you need to direct the activities. It doesn't mean you have to do the activities. It means you need to direct them. So by you directing them, this is where you have to direct workflow through other people. And by work, uh, directing that workflow through other people, that's when your business starts to grow and you start to create these other pods within your business. Okay, So that's how you're going to start to grow at stage two. And that's where you've got to start doing some of the things um, like looking after your low-hanging fruit. So a stage two business um, and a business that's already got clients and it's already got a small database, even if it's a small database, you need to go and talk to that database. You need to go and have conversations with that database. You need to be setting up mechanisms to be talking to them. Um, and, and, and everyone's like, right, okay, well, should I be using automation to do this? Well, it depends. If you have the time and the money to go and set that up, great, let's get it done. If you don't, Get on the phone, text them yourself, start to work it yourself, and you got you know, or get the people within that you're managing to go and do that and contact that database for you, right? But low hanging fruit is when you've got opportunities, and I see business owners do this all the time. Instead of going back to the opportunities you've got, instead of going and talking to the people that have inquired previously, instead of speaking to your existing clients, instead of talking to your clients about new products or new services you've got, people that like you, people that know you, people that trust you, instead of going back to those people, instead of emailing those people, instead of texting them, instead of ringing them, you go out and you try to get an entire new suite of clients from scratch. You know, And, and if, you, if you're doing that, 
you're actually just making things harder for yourself. And the reason that you're making things harder for yourself, right, is because it is, it's been proven um, that it's seven times more expensive to get a new client than it is to keep an existing client. And I think that you have to have an emphasis in stage two on retention and going back to your existing clients and looking after your existing clients. And, you know, you go to existing clients first uh, because they're often your best source of you having a relationship with somebody. And this is a thing. Let's say you messed up. You know, how many of you honestly, you know, just be, be honest and be transparent because every single person in the world has. How many of you have had an existing client and you've messed it up a little bit? Even if you have, it's still easier and still cheaper for you to rebuild that relationship with that client than it is go and find a new one that doesn't know who you are. Because people prefer to buy from people and people prefer to buy from people they know. And they prefer to do business with people that they know. And I think that that's really, really, really important. It's one of the hottest things right now is freelancing. It's like actually subbing, subbing work out and getting somebody to do some work for you. And that way you pay them a much smaller proportion than having someone employed full time. You could do that with your database. You could do that getting people to call your database. You could do that getting people to text your database. You know, look how easy this is. And if you agree with me, put easy again in the comments so I can see it, right? Because, because this is the thing. If we make business fun and we recognize it doesn't have to be hard all the time, then it actually isn't that hard. It's actually quite easy. All you've got to do, they say, is write out, this is, this is so true, all you've got to do is write out a text message that you would like to say to your existing clients about a new product or a new service, either a text message or an email, whatever it might be, and you write it out and you put a little bit of thought into it and you communicate uh, what you want to communicate in a nice way. You keep it simple. And then you go and employ a VA, someone's going to cost you virtually next to nothing, to go and talk to the 700 people that you've ignored for the last year. Out of that VA who you're paying, let's say, £10 an hour, if you're getting one in the UK, whatever it might be, if it takes them to go and contact those 700 people individually, even if it's ring them, text them, email them, and they go out and they contact those 700 people for you, how many inquiries will you get from that 700 people? You've got, you got a list of 700 people. You get a VA at £10 an hour to go and contact them. She, let's say the lady does two, or the lady or the gentleman, let's be uh, correct here, does 10 hours work for you. So it costs you £100, or maybe they do 20 hours work. It costs you £200. Before that £200, they contact 700 people for you. How many inquiries will you get from those 700 people? Yeah, take a guess in the comments. But let me tell you, you're gonna, you're gonna certainly be able to go and earn more than two hundred pounds that you invested in new business and new sales and new relationships from the work that you put in. And again, this is prospecting, prospecting through summer. Remember the concept: managing director, not managing. I do everything, all right. And if we we employ these kind of um, techniques and strategies, it really is very, very, very easy to to go and make these things happen, all right. So existing clients, and then guess what? This is another thing that a lot of people ignored as well is is any recent leads you've had, any any leads that you've had that you haven't gone back to, any all the inquiries. And I think this is something that people really need to get organized on. A lot of the times when certainly when I start coaching or training a bigger business, one of the things that I will always look at is inquiry management. 
You want to be making sure every time you receive new inquiries, you're making a note of those new inquiries, you're following those new inquiries through, and you've got a process for moving them along so you continue to contact them and you don't lose the trail with those people. And you want to have an organized system for keeping up with your inquiries and your management and the management of your inquiries. Now, some of you, you're going to use CRM system for this. Some of you are going to be okay on a computer system. There are going to be some of you that, and I know this because I personally still use written word in addition to a CRM system. There's some people that only remember things if they write things down. And if you need the written word in order to remember things, uh, you want to be writing down every inquiry, every person you speak to. You want to be setting up a follow-up date for those people. You want to be following them through because organization is very, very important. I bet there's quite a few of you that are watching tonight that let a few things slip through the net in the past where you've uh, let inquiries that were really interested in your products, really interested in your services, you let them slip through the net. And if you do that, you know, you've got to start from scratch again to go and generate that interest again. And this is the thing. When you let someone slip through the net and you don't go back to them and you don't take the inquiry seriously, even if you wanted to, but you just get really busy, they say, that person really doesn't want to buy off you down the line. So like, oh, yeah, but I wanted to do something with them and they didn't come back to me. And then you, you kind of sow that seed. Now, if you're a much bigger business or a huge business and, you know, you, then that might, and you have lots of systems and you have sales teams, you have people that deal with this stuff, then that's understandable. But if you're at the beginning stages, you should be treating every single lead. You should be treating every single contact. You should be treating every single inquiry as absolute gold dust, right? In the beginning, every single inquiry you get is an opportunity for you to go and build a relationship with that person. And this is a thing that, the reason you can't overlook that and the reason that it's so important is is that you never know who that person is that's uh, made that inquiry to you. They could become your biggest ever client. They could be the person that goes and recommends you to like 10, 15, 20 people. They could be the person that, you know, makes an introduction for you that's completely life-changing and you didn't go back to them. You know, you can't do that. You've got to make sure you stay organized and you and you have a real process for staying organized. I think that's really, 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 really important. And organization talks a little bit about organization there. Uh, a couple other things I've got in here, uh, which I'll just say from, from the actual book itself, is, you know, your activities. One of the things we document in here is your activities. What are your social media activities going to be? What are your story activities going to be? What are your new lead activities? What are your phone call activities um, that you're going to put in place with? What are the five relationships that you need to touch base with? Like, who are the five people that you have a relationship with that you've missed that you haven't touched base with? I design these around the way I think, and the way I think is I always think about relationships. Like, if I've got a relationship with somebody that's important, I don't want to just let that fizzle out. I want to make sure that I'm touching base with those people on a regular basis. And if, I, if it's been a little while, I'm going to put that in there and I'm going to say, right, I need to speak to those Sam them in a while. You know, when you have that feeling, how many of you had that thought before? You're like, ah, oh, and it might not even be in business. It might be, oh, I really need to speak to so-and-so. Oh, you know, I've, I've, I've forgotten, but I really do need to speak to them. How many of you have done that before? You know, you, go, you tell me in the comments. Like, a lot of you will have. Um, and I certainly have. You know, it's something that I certainly do. And for me, having that and, and knowing that down and making sure I do touch base with them is a really good habit to practice, a really, really good habit, something you can do on an ongoing basis. Hi, everybody. Adam here. 
and I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive Academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.